All right, all right, all right. Here we are, man. The Educated Hustle Podcast. Coming through your speakers and your hallways and your drive-thrus, your driveways, your car batteries, whatever we're platforming on. This is your host, Paul Latimer Jr. Here with my co-host, Emilio Porter. Emilio, what's going on, man? <laughs> Not too much. I like the the new intro. This man was basically yeah, I, saying I, anything. I, just, yeah, like... I, like, I, I basically looked around, picked something. Oh, man, he said car batteries. I'm like, <laughs> when did that? What? what? Driveways? What? Did, you know what? Yo, people be listening right. to us from different places, bro. Yeah, you know what, man? Hey, man, we don't get paid to do this. So I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of different places, bro, I think uh, today's topic is gonna be interesting, man. It's all about traveling and and. Going to different places and destinations. So uh kinda wanted to get your your topics on where you've been and where where would you like to go in the future? Oh man, I've I mean I've I've been on like eleven cruises, maybe twelve. I'm gonna say eleven, that's a safe one. Oh, so man, I've kind eleven of been cruises, dog, that's just 11. like hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the benefits that you, I, I mean, I, I'm currently in Orlando, but I used to live uh, in South Florida. So we were like right near the port. So every November, Thanksgiving time, my birthday is actually around, uh, I think my birthday is November 18th. So it's like really in that Thanksgiving week. So we would always take a cruise and it'd be like a birthday gift for me and my dad. Because my dad's birthday literally is like in the 20s, the 24th, 26th. Uh, if you're hearing dad, sorry. It's in that it's in that time period though. So, you know, it's all good because he doesn't know how old I am. Last time he, <laughs> last time he talked to me, he was like, You're like 30, right? I'm like, no, dad, I'm only 25. But thanks for asking five years. But anyways, off topic. Um That's Yeah, I I've been to like uh Jamaica, Belize, Baham Bahamas. I'm I'm half Bahamian, so you know, yep. get to go there a couple times. Uh and you know, there's a lot more, but if I wanted to go somewhere, like just interesting, interesting, I, I'm pretty sure I, I love to go to Tokyo, Japan. I am a big uh, Japanese culture-oriented guy. I, I, I watch anime. I, I, you know, love their, just love their take. I love their. They have interesting beliefs. Like one thing they believe in that I believe in now is like whenever you sneeze, it's because someone's talking about you. So whenever I sneeze, I see someone sneeze. I just think in my head. Someone's got something to say. <laughs> Yo, that's interesting. I never heard that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 cool because in their uh in their um their comics manga they incorporate that to where they'll have a scene or a panel where someone's talking about someone. The next panel would be like that person just sneezing, and I never understood what it meant. And I read on it, and I was like, oh, okay, so they're like incorporating the culture into it. That's cool. That's very cool. So yeah, um, that's like my main travel haven one day. What about you, Paul? What about you? Where do you want to go and what do you want to see? Oh, uh, man. Well, I haven't been on 11 cruises like you, man. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like a little baby when it comes to traveling. But, I mean, so far, I've, I've been a lot, uh, a lot of places like within the States. I've been in New York, California, Vegas, Texas once, Chicago. Chicago's a dope spot. Every... Uh, it's been like a yearly tradition now uh, since I've been up here in Michigan. Every uh, St. Patrick's Day, me and a group of people from our fraternity, we link up in Chicago for for the St. Patty's Day festivities, and it's it's so fun because all it is is just you just get you just drink the whole day, like literally mm-hmm. the whole day, and, and that's the holiday. Yeah, <laughs> that's all they care about out there on that day. But I I mean it's it's cool to really just meet a bunch of people and. 
go and that's what all traveling is about is just meeting up with a bunch of people having a good time in somewhere that you're not familiar with uh but as far as a place that I, I want to go, and I don't know why, ever since I was younger, uh, I've always wanted to go to Australia just because of, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm really fascinated with like kangaroos. I got to, I got to, <laughs> I really got to see one before I, before I go, before I pass. So uh, oh, I really wow. want to hit up Australia for like a, a week or two just to get that experience, that culture. And plus they also speak English too. So it wouldn't be such a hard travel, you know, trying to get places and stuff. Oh wow, a kangaroo! See, I just think of the movie Kangaroo Jack when we were younger, and I'm like, he saw that movie and he was like, "I'm going." That must have been it. Like, <laughs> Kangaroo Jack was so cool. Like, he just made things seem like kangaroos do a bunch of cool stuff. But yeah, I, when they're not, <laughs> when they're not like kicking people viciously. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not gonna touch their babies. That's usually what they try. <laughs> oh man, that's dope. I mean, yeah. That's it's always good to have destinations. So we got Tokyo, Japan, and Australia. So that's like like cross the map type of stuff. So wow, yeah, that's a good combination right there. Yeah, we'll get that. <laughs> and then one day when we do, you know, we got to speak on it when we have our our podcast in the future. Mm-hmm, of course, of course, of course. And it's kind of cool because our guests kind of like made a whole living career off just traveling, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sarah Vandenberg is our guest today, and she is a uh, the founder of, or one of the founders of a, a travel blog called Frayed Passport. Uh, it helps a lot of people kind of budget and really travel, but think that they don't have the means to travel. She's going to really talk about how you can travel more often. What are the little things you can do to prepare for a trip? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then she also is the founder of uh, Vandenberg, D.C. So that's kind of more for client-based stuff where she interacts with clients and kind of helps them with their marketing and presence so you're kind of gonna get you're gonna get a double whammy with her you're gonna get someone that loves to travel and has a lot of traveling stories and you're also gonna get the businesswoman so it's kind of like that you know uh um, superman when he's a clark kent he's the reporter but then when he he uh lifts that shirt off the superman s shines out and he becomes superhero that's what sarah's kind of is like you know superhero traveler but also sensible intelligent businesswoman i mean <laughs> you can't you can't pick them better than that that's pretty funny that's a pretty good analogy there i couldn't have thought of a better one myself but yeah it's it's crazy like let alone trying to start one business she's out here running too so mm. i mean no big deal right oh yeah i mean i mean we've heard that before right i mean yeah. i mean no big deal no big, no big shoes to fill you know what i'm saying no big deal so and then she also does like a non-profit on the side too so like you know yeah, i mean can, can, let's, let's rewind that back to, she's uh she is uh one of the co-founders of Frey passport yep she's a founder of vandenberg dc yep. um she also does charitable philanthropy work yep. um she's traveled many locations so that makes her kind of like a you know cool big deal role model and you know the best part about that is all those stuff gets done and she doesn't have any uh what's the word i'm looking for um um, um excuses <laughs> no excuses for sure um <laughs> so i mean I, I know we got a lot of people in the audience that that want to travel and then go places i always see a bunch of people on facebook twitter mm-hmm. being like yo i want to go this 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 place and you know we're gonna figure out ways to make that easy for you today yes but i think you know the best thing we can do now is travel to this interview so without further ado <laughs> let's sarah <laughs> let's introduce miss sarah vandenberg
joined today by Miss Sarah Vandenberg, uh, owner of or founder of uh, Frayed Passport and Vandenberg DC. We just kind of want to <clears throat> jump into the interview today, and um, I kind of want to know how you got started with both your ventures. Sure. Yes. So Frayed Passport was actually founded by my friend Eric Widman. He wanted to create a um, a uh, travel site where people could submit stories and advice to help people travel better, travel smarter. And uh, he uh, he his family started growing a bit faster than he could take care of Frayed Passport. So he brought me on as a partner, and eventually I took over Frayed Passport completely and bought it from him. <laughs> and uh, now I own it, and we post uh, blog posts pretty frequently and try to kind of keep the spirit alive of what Eric originally wanted with it. And um, Vandenberg, D.C. is how I pay for my travels. It is a uh, communications and analytics firm that I founded to provide uh, communication strategies SEO, analytics, website development services to nonprofits, associations, and small and medium-sized businesses. Whoa. That was dope right there. I liked all that. I especially <laughs> like how awesome. you said you uh, bought the company from your friend, so that's always a cool little snippet just to throw in there. <laughs> yeah, how did, the, how did that process go from just like a, a business standpoint? Yeah, we, it, it was pretty seamless, actually. I, I worked as a partner with Eric for, I think, two years and uh, during that time, he just found that he had less and less time to work on Freight Passport. And I was able to do a bit more with it. So we just kind of agreed that, you know, he would have to take some time off. And eventually it turned into him taking a bit more time off. And neither of us really, like, there was no resentment or anything like that. It was just like, yeah, that's what happened. So, <laughs> um, and eventually I was just like, hey, I really love working on Freight Passport. I have no idea what I want to do with it next, but would you be willing to transfer your shares to me? So I, uh, yeah, we just modified our agreement and I transferred him the money he transferred me the shares and yeah it's mine now so <laughs> I, I like that that was very <laughs> amicable so that's good to hear i know that you travel like a lot and it's gonna probably be a tough question but i'm sure that the viewers and listeners want to know but if you could live anywhere besides where you're living right now where would it be and why oh my gosh uh <laughs> i i would honestly i would want to be kind of a nomad i would want to um so I find myself traveling to Central America kind of frequently, uh, especially to Honduras. Um, I've been there probably five times by now, and I keep going back to the same two places, the D&D Brewery over by Lake Yehoa and the uh, Hacienda La Esperanza in Capon Rinas. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I would say probably if I had to choose a home base other than Washington, D.C., I think it would probably be uh, Honduras. Yeah, yeah, what keeps you going back there? There's, um, so I have a lot of friends there now, so it's always good to catch up with them. But also there's a lot of really, really fun outdoorsy stuff that you can do. Uh, I went there for my birthday last year. I went kayaking, jumping off of rocks into waterfalls, hiking, all kinds of fun stuff. It's really, really cool. Also, there's like scuba diving and yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I couldn't see myself doing all that. I'm more of an on the ground type person. <laughs> Maybe if you go to Honduras, it might change your mind. You never know. It might. It might change my life. You never know. <laughs> that's crazy. But um, so yeah, that's that's pretty cool that you get to travel and and do all that stuff. A lot of people, 
especially in uh, the millennial generation, love to travel, but they seem to not have the funds to do so. So I wanted to know, like, how do you, how are you able to afford to travel so much? Oh, yeah. Um, getting creative with it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, one of, one of the things that's worked the best for me for traveling on a budget is uh, to really plan out my flight and the first two days of my trip. And then everything else just kind of falls into place from there. But um, there's all these, you know, kind of hidden costs that tend to come up with you know, just poor planning around the first couple days of your trip. Like, uh, I always try to book the earliest flight possible. So like sometime between five and six a or five and seven a.m., uh, which is less likely to be delayed and less likely for me to be wandering around the airport buying food or stupid crap I don't need and less likely for me to arrive to my destination all tired and taking a taxi instead of public transport or or eating at an expensive restaurant that's kind of close by instead of just picking up some food at the store or something like that. Um, also planning the first two days of where I'm going to stay and then figuring out the rest later. Uh, <laughs> um, I found that, you know, I'll, I'll book a hotel or uh, lately Airbnb, uh, which is way, way cheaper and way more fun than a hotel. So I think I'm going to be doing that forever. But figuring out the first two days, like booking something online, and then from there, kind of wandering around and seeing what else is available. Because a lot of times, once you're actually at your destination, you'll find that there's another place right up the street that's way cheaper, has open rooms, and wasn't advertised online. Mm. So you pretty much have it to a like budgeted to a T, where like you don't you don't pick up extra things on the side, and you have it so that you book the flights early, and then. I guess you'll plan your first two days and then you'll move and uh, stay in another place for the rest of the trip. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, even, even things like packing, I, if I, if I'm traveling alone, I usually don't bring toiletries with me because I mean, you can buy shampoo anywhere you go. So if I don't have to check a bag and pay $25 for that, uh, for a check baggage fee, then, you know, I'll avoid that and just go pick up my toiletries or whatever I need um, in whatever country I've traveled to or whatever state I'm in. And um, yeah, just kind of try to live as locally as possible, I guess. Uh, and that can save a lot more money than doing the more, more touristy yeah, that thing. definitely can. I hope people had like their, <laughs> uh, their, their pen and notepad out when they were hearing that so you could write down a jot. <laughs> I mean, you know, they can always <laughs> That's rewind. That's one way. That's definitely one. But uh, definitely with your, your thrifty sense of travel, I know there has to be just a lot of great memories from everywhere you've been. But could you just in particular pick out one memorable story from your travel? Yeah. Um, actually, on the subject of budget travel, <laughs> I <laughs> um, so a few years ago, I uh, decided to go to San Francisco for a week. And I booked the cheapest room in the cheapest hostel that I could find there. And I met my husband in that cheapest room in the cheapest hostel. He happened to be doing a cross-country road trip and uh, ended up uh, being one of my roommates in this, like, six-person room. And we hit it off, uh, spent a couple days going bar hopping and uh, going out for coffee or whatever. And um, he was living in the Netherlands at the time. So he headed back and we stayed in touch over Facebook and Gchat. And uh, it just so happened that he was being transferred to New York City for work around the same time that I decided to move there as well for a couple years. And we, you know, it was kind of serendipitous. So he's my favorite 
travel what? story. So. <laughs> Y'all hear that? Being frugal led to love. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that just yeah, that made my heart melt. I can't believe uh, that's, that's that's you should uh, you should definitely write a book or a movie about that. <laughs> my friends tell me that they're like, I'll buy it, and I'm like, I'll put it up for free on Kindle. <laughs> that so. should be like your opening <laughs> statement whenever you talk to clients on like why they should be, like partner up with you or use your business. Just be like, well, let me tell you this heartwarming story. <laughs> Anybody, I don't know. I don't know how you can't like feel that, like, cause that mm-hmm. was that's amazing. Aww. that's good though. But um, and then also I wanted to ask about certain destinations. Um, could you pick like the most underrated destination, let's say in America and then around the world? So pick a couple of destinations that people don't really uh go to, but they should be going to. Ooh. Um. Okay. So. Actually, okay, I have a couple in America, I think. (laughs) Um, First one, I'm going to have to say Washington, D.C., because nobody, like, everybody comes here on class trips or, like, the 4th of July, and they absolutely hate it. And they they never make it past the National Mall, and they always go to, like, the Smithsonian's on their most crowded day, and they have just the most miserable time. But if you make it, past the mall and you come up to like DuPont Circle or Adams Morgan or Woodley Park and the zoo and um, or even over to Eastern Market behind the Capitol. I mean, there's so much cool stuff that is, you know, tourist friendly, but not incredibly touristy. So um, that would be one. And then the second one is uh, my parents are going to appreciate this. I'm going to say Williamsport, Pennsylvania, uh, because that is, well, South Williamsport is where the Little League World Series is played every year. Everybody grows up knowing about Little League. I, you know, everybody sees it every year on ESPN. But, you know, for, for two weeks out of the year, Williamsport is this crazy, awesome, really cool place to go where there's uh, travelers from and, and Little League teams from all over, the, literally all over the world that, you know, converge for this tournament it's incredible it's really cool and then for the rest of the year there's you know a cute little downtown area they have first friday with you know artists and gallery openings and stuff like that um throughout the summer so it's a really cool little place yeah that's cool how did you randomly um decide to go out there like were you, like i i i never even knew where the little league world series <laughs> was playing so how did you how did you just discover that Oh, I didn't. Um, my dad works for Little League Baseball. So I went to high school in Williamsport. So and my parents still live there. They have an adorable little house uh, on the Susquehanna River. And they absolutely love it. So and they keep trying to convince me to come back for weekends to go see how beautiful it is. And I, I think I'm going to have to, you know, in the next couple of weeks, head up there now. <laughs> Finally get you the bud. Oh man, that it was crazy because you were describing that Washington D.C. experience. I had to like hold my hand up, like, yeah, that's that's been me going to the Smithsonian and all that. And then you're like, well, I'm good here. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because me too, because like the only times I've been to D.C. were like mm-hmm. conferences or like you know historical trips. So it's pretty funny. But I actually have a couple of friends that moved out there now, and they they swear that like, it's the best place on the planet. So I I guess I gotta go back and really experience mm-hmm. D.C. It's so cool. You know, I've wanted to live here since I was five years old. And uh, when I applied to colleges, I only applied to ones in D.C. <laughs> Narrow <So>. it down. <laughs> I'm glad it turned out to be everything you thought it would be. And more. So. 
I feel like we got the poster child for DC. We should like uh, get you on a travel yeah. thing, a travel ad. We'll just like make mm-hmm. your promo like just you standing next to a DC monument and be like, "This is this episode." <laughs> With like the cheesy smile, the thumbs up sign. Yeah, doing the like up Washington monument photo or like thumbs up with lincoln so that's the way to go that's the way to go i wanted to actually um ask you about your other company vandenberg dc and i know we talked a little about freight passports but could you explain just a little bit what vandenberg dc does sure yeah so um this i i actually started this because of freight passport when i was working with eric and trying to figure out you know, what we were going to do with Freight Passport and who our audience was, how we were going to reach them. I got really into the analytical part of it, you know, uh, writing up a ton of blog posts, seeing which ones performed better, which ones fell flat, and uh, creating content based on what people were reacting to, you know. So I figured, uh, and, and, and that became an incredible success in terms of just organic reach, you know. We had a Pinterest profile that we weren't doing a whole lot with, but I just spent, you know, an extra hour a day on it and increased our click-throughs to our website from Pinterest by 588% within one month. And, and that, like, it, it didn't go from, like, you know, two clicks to, like, 12. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a cool percent, though. That's all I'm saying. 588. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we were getting, you know, hundreds of click-throughs from this already, but, you know, it was it was just crazy what we could do once we started, you know, looking at the analytics and uh, trying to target a little bit better, you know? So I thought, you know, this is super, super fun, and I want to do this for other companies and for nonprofits and, you know, small businesses and whatnot. So I've I built this um, little communications firm, Vandenberg, D.C., to kind of do that to work with nonprofits and small businesses mostly to help them target their audiences a bit better and get more uh, better reach and engagement from them for their fundraising and whatnot. Uh, so, so what I do is I, I work with their marketers that they already have. You know, I, I don't actually do a lot of marketing work. I mostly help marketers interpret the data around the networks that they're already on, whether it's their website, their, you know, MailChimp or constant contact account, or the different social networks that they're on. And I help them, you know, interpret the data that's in those networks and how one is affecting the other. Or, you know, if there's one audience that's reacting really well on this network, but a totally different audience that's reacting better on this other network, how do we reach both of them effectively? So... Uh, yeah, I help them build strategies that are more data guided. So no, that's cool. And um, how did you how did you uh, find out that Pinterest uh, was driving your your business your business or the clicks? Um, what kind of analytics uh, tool do you use? Uh, for that one, I was looking both at Pinterest's built-in analytics tool and also our Google Analytics account. And I saw that you know when we narrowed down our social media referrals on Google Analytics, we saw that we were getting, you know, a lot of traffic from Facebook and Twitter, some traffic on Pinterest. But when we looked at the Pinterest traffic compared to Facebook and Twitter, it was much higher quality. We were like, people were staying longer on the site. They were looking at more pages. They were, you know, they were sharing content a lot more. And they were, you know, we started, you know, pulling resources from our Facebook, you know, we were advertising on Facebook, but 
you know, we were getting, you know, really high bounce rate, you know, it's just not the most effective way to reach our audience. So we started, um, pushing out a lot more content on Pinterest. Actually, I'm doing another push right now. Um, I have someone redesigning all of the featured images on all of our blog posts and there's about 300 of them, (laughs) but she's redesigning them into, uh, really fun little social shares that will, you know, do even better on Pinterest. So we're going to try to double our traffic again. Thorough. like hearing all that. It's obvious that uh, you care immensely about your clients when you just describe like your entire process and the lengths you go through. So I really want to ask to date, what has kind of been your most fulfilling experience dealing with a client? Oh, gosh. Um, Put wow. you on the spot, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Not ready. <laughs> um. You know, I have to say, I am having a blast right now with all of my clients. I'm I'm in a really excellent spot where just about every one of my clients is letting me test projects that or campaigns that I'm not 100% sure are going to work. But, you know, I, I have backups to my backup plans. So, I mean, if something's going to crash, I can like I can pull up before it does. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I love having these um, clients that are letting me have these like small victories. For example, um, I tried a totally different social media campaign for one of my clients right now, the Chronicle of Evidence-Based Mentoring. Um, they are a research group, part of the University of Massachusetts at Boston. And they hired me to kind of revamp their social media, um, but they have no social media advertising budget. I have to do everything organic, which is super, super difficult, you know, especially on Facebook where they're locking down organic reach more and more and more for pages. So, um, but you know, I, I mean, doing these, this kind of targeted data guided strategy, I, I, you know, set up an Instagram account for them, started putting together these, uh, inspirational mentoring quotes, you know, like I, I just Googled a bunch of mentoring quotes from like Oprah or Steve Jobs or, whomever, you know, and, and put them together in these, to these fun little, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, share graphics, and people are loving them. We more than doubled their reach. I I mean, this is the highest reach they've ever had since they started, um, using social networks for the Chronicle and, um, and it's entirely organic and we got this done within a month. So I'm really, really excited to see what we can do next. But yeah, these, these little victories of like, I don't know if this is going to work, but let's see, you know, that's really, really fulfilling when it happens. Yeah. It <laughs> sounds super fulfilling, like to help somebody out. Cause it's come, it, it's somebody that's like trying to reach their dream. So, um, mm-hmm. you're kind of connecting the, the dots there. Yeah. It's, it's really fun because, you know, so many of the, I, I mean, every one of my clients has incredibly talented marketing people on staff, you know, but I, you know, they, they often don't have time to go look at their analytics and they definitely don't ha- have time to look at cross channel analytics, you know, like having Facebook insights open and looking like clicking between that and Google analytics. So I go in and I help them tie it together and I send these, uh, kind of lengthy reports, but I put together one pagers for them as well with, you know, okay, on Sunday, send out your newsletter at 7 a.m. instead of Monday at 7 a.m. when everyone else is sending theirs. You'll get a higher open rate, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and then they do, and they're like, yay, all right, we're renewing your contract, so yay. <laughs> Everybody wins. Everybody wins. <laughs> all right. 
<laughs> Most definitely. Um, I also wanted to see, like, it sounds like you're really into the entrepreneurial spirit. Um, like, you, you know, you own your own businesses and you work for yourself. Uh, how, what made you get into that uh, spirit? I think I've had that my entire life. I, I, <laughs> I don't know if they do this anymore, but in Girl Scouts, when I was like seven or eight, I think we had these swap meets where you would make these little crafts and uh, meet with other Girl Scout troops and, you know, trade these crafts back and forth, make friends and, you know, but I, so I made these little American flag pins and I tried to sell them to the other Girl Scout troops instead of like just trading them. I was like, no, give me a nickel for each one of these. (laughs) And these little girls were like, (laughs) the kids were all, you know, they were paying me for these pins until like our troop leader who, I actually, I think my mom was our troop leader <laughs> that year. She was like, Sarah, you can't do that. <laughs> that would look bad because, like, <laughs> the, the troop leader's daughter is actually, like, trying to get a business started. I'm like, I'm, like, hustling these Girl Scouts. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, she's the best position to be hustling, to be honest with you. So I think that was a good move. I think that was a good move. You have my support with that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, definitely um, something I want to ask is it with all your success and you've done a lot and you've kind of gone through a lot just if you can give the listeners what's sort of a personal mantra that you kind of attest to that's kind of helped push you through all the hard times oh uh, you know what that's um, don't let anyone tell you what you can't do uh, my mom has told me that my entire life. I think that might be my senior yearbook quote in high school, too. Mm. So, but you know, it's official right there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's on paper. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, don't let anyone tell you what you can't do. It's um, It has been so important, you know, and, and, and then, you know, tied to that, my, my favorite supervisor that I've ever had, uh, Julie at Peace Corps headquarters, where I worked for some years, uh, she taught me the concept of um, beg for forgiveness instead of asking for permission. Mm-hmm. That has been, um, you know, between those two, I've been able to get so, so much accomplished. Nice, nice. It's always good to have, you know, some kind of thing to come, to fall back on when, you, when you're struggling. So it, it's cool that you uh, pick those two items to, to really live by. <laughs> and um, I know you, you work with a lot of nonprofits as well. Uh, when I was looking you up, I saw a lot of work that you do for uh, paramedics for children. Yeah. What's your, what's your role with that organization? It seems like you do a lot for them. Yes. Um, so I'm one of the board members at Paramedics for Children. Um, they provide medical care, education services, and disaster relief in Central America. They are actually headquartered in Copan Rinas, Honduras, uh, which, and, and they're, um, they have a B&B, the Hacienda La Esperanza, which is probably the only B&B in the entire world that exists solely to fund a charity. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Uh, so I do their communications and marketing. Um, I help recruit volunteers and interns to go to Honduras and uh, work in our clinic. Or, uh, you know, uh, right now we have a couple of interns there that are helping with that. So, yeah. Yeah, so I, I do a lot of uh, communications marketing development for them. Okay. That's good. I never knew that that whole Airbnb just for charity. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Our our founder, it started out as his house and then he just kind of kept building onto it and travelers were coming and staying there and, you know, he turned it into a B&B. It's the, I think right now it's the number one B&B in Capon Renas. We 
have won a TripAdvisor Traveler's Choice Award for the past six years in a row for that B&B. So it's Ooh, really, really great. Like... It's a super cool place. And I guess that makes you like love Honduras even more. Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm definitely uh, going yeah. off that. Could you tell us so far what has kind of been just for you personally, your crown achievement in your career? So far, um, oh my gosh, I have no idea. That's, that's a fine answer because <laughs> it means it's the best yet to come, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think so far. I'm just really glad that I have a job that I am absolutely crazy about. I'm working with clients that are super fun and super flexible, and all of them are incredible, wonderful organizations doing great work. Yeah, I think I think my best achievement so far is just being happy with a job that I'm good at and that I love. Um, and also, I paid off one of my student loans a couple of hey, months ago. Hey, so. let the confetti <laughs> fall. Let it fall down. <laughs> I'm still working on that, so I can't I wait. Left over, so <laughs> yeah, we, that's what you do. You, we add that part out, so it's just like a small victory for everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I mean, um, yeah, we we really, uh, I, I, unless you have anything else, Emilio, I, I mean, we you've been through so much, and I, we appreciate you sharing so much of your story and so much of your of your work with the people. Um, uh, I, I wanted to know also where, where, where people can find you at, if you can drop your social media handles, websites, anything so that the people can reach you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm on Twitter at Sarah from DC. Uh, that's Sarah with an H. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, you can visit Frayed Passport, uh, which is my travel blog. And you can pretty much find me from there everywhere else. I, I would say uh, go to VandenbergDC.com, but everyone spells Vandenberg with a U. Or Van Derberg, so <laughs> just go to Freight Passport okay. and you can figure it out. Okay, and I think just to end it on a little powerful note, I'm gonna put you on the spot just one more time, just for the last time. But if you can give us just three words that you want to use to describe yourself to end it off right, what would those words be? Hmm. I'm objectively awesome. Boom! There it is, right there. <laughs> yep. I threw the paper up in the air. <laughs> Got the champions are playing. I mean, that's it. You can't write that type of stuff. <laughs> Maybe I should. Re I should. I should change that to full of myself. <laughs> that I'm objectively awesome. The, uh, the mic dropped. I picked it up and dropped it again. That's how bad it was. <laughs> awesome. Well, we really appreciate the time, Sarah. And uh, make sure everybody checks out Frayed Passport. Get to know Sarah a little bit more because she's doing amazing things out there in the world. And there you have it. That was Miss Sarah Vandenberg. I know one thing, man. I'm going to Honduras. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I've been to Honduras, and she, she made it sound so much better than when I went. But then again, I went on a cruise, so, you know, it was that control part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably saw what they wanted you to see, not the, not the real-life stuff. Yeah, uh, I got sheltered, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, it was really cool, man. She made it seem like, you know... Traveling was a lot easier than than what people do, and then really writing the budget uh, in the beginning is really key to kind of controlling those expenses that a lot of people fear when they actually go out and travel. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's true. And, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy with all these experiences that we, we tell ourselves things are going to cost so much. But when you, like, break it down and actually go through it, you actually realize, oh, that doesn't cost that much at all. Yeah. It's a little bit, actually a bit more reasonable. But, you know, you got to go for the actual hurdle and people don't want to do that because pressure and all that. So it's nice hearing someone went through it and she kind of built her career lifestyle around it. And it really is, like I said, helpful because when you get to interview someone who is so passionate and loves their career like that, it really becomes a breeze and a pleasant interview. And I mean, I, I speak for myself, but that was a pretty nice, easygoing interview where we learned a lot and nothing really kind of seemed forced or manufactured. Exactly, man. So that's why we keep doing it, man, for the people, man, and, and let the people also know where they can find us at. Oh, yes. Yeah, time for the favorite part of the show. How could I forget I'm bowing right now and saying konnichiwa to everyone out there, but <laughs> let's get into it. If you want to reach us, we're on Twitter at educated underscore hustle. Once again, that is educated underscore hustle. If you want to connect with us via Snapchat, we're on there at educated hustle. All one word, educated hustle. If you want to connect with us on Instagram, we can be connected to at educated hustle podcast. Once again, that is educated hustle podcast and we're on facebook people we are on facebook like us like the page just for some updates announcement and other exclusive content you can reach our facebook page by just typing in educated hustle that's two words educated hustle and last but certainly not least if you want to tell us how we did you want to give us emotional feedback you just want to let us know how we make your day better you can email us at educatedhustlepodcast.com once again that is educatedhustlepodcast.com <laughs> <laughs> you got to get slow with that one so it's real it's more intimate just educate. I felt like I was getting a massage, dog. <laughs> that's funny, man. But that's still that's dope. What else you got to tell the people before we sign off? What else we got to tell the people is oh my gosh, people. Please, please go out there and be great and do something. Do something this week you, you never did before. We're not talking about something extravagant or something crazy, but just do something different, you know? If you get home and you're tired, how about you, you know, when you get home, instead of doing, take a nap or watching TV, just, you know, write a little write a little blog, write a little journal, read a little book. Just look up something that you like. Just spend 20 minutes, 20 minutes just looking up something that interests you. And you never know. From there, you might be able to build on and do something different. We started out looking up how to do podcasts for 20 little minutes then it went to 30 little minutes then it went to 40 little minutes and now it'd be over an hour and hey you mean you know we're proof you you can start at nothing and you can make something so go out there and, and do something that's all i say do something man do something productive something amazing and as always you gotta stay educated to keep hustling <laughs>